What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your girl, Leah M. Forney, back with another episode of Hey Queen Thrive, season three. I'm so excited. Can y'all tell I'm excited? I'm so excited. <laughs> Listen, I hope all is well, my Thrive Tribe. I hope all is well. Listen, we are already in the month of March. It's crazy to think that. Like, let me just say this. Can I just say something real quick? It feels like the minute the clock strikes midnight on New Year's, everything just begins to accelerate. <laughs> like, you just look up and you're like, wait, what? It's what day of the month already? Like, wait, what? Like, it just, I don't know what it is about from the moment it becomes January 1. <laughs> like, everything just speeds up. It just takes off running. It's crazy. It is so crazy. Like, it is absolutely positively crazy. Okay? So, <laughs> neither here nor there, though. Listen, here in the month of March, I hate Queen Thrive, we've been talking a lot around branding. And I did that because I, again, a lot of my people are entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, or even some of them are seasoned entrepreneurs. And so, I wanted to have conversations around branding this month because, I think that people use words like brand or brand identity or branding and all of that interchangeably and don't understand that all of them mean something different. (laughs) So that is why I've been like so strategic this season of talking about those things, right? And so we had my girl uh, last episode, my girl Jennifer Pink, who talked to us about brand identity, right? And then we had my photographer, my girl, shout out to Sheena, who talked to us about how to prepare for branding photo shoot. So like on this episode, I got my homie, Denisha, to talk about how do we begin to grow and maintain our brand, you know? And so Denisha is so such a dope, dope graphic designer. I'm a fan of her work. In fact, I have a lot of her work. <laughs> I buy a lot of her templates on t- on Etsy. Yes, I do. Um, but we got con- we were connected on social media for so long, and I didn't even know. It's so funny, <laughs> true story. I didn't even know she was a fan of the show. Right? I just so happened to. I think somebody that she knew made a post and was like, "What podcast are y'all listening to?" And she tagged me in the post, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I had no clue that this woman. This queen was listening to Hey Queen Thrive. So that so excited me and it and it did my heart so good. And I was like, you know what? Let me hit her up and see if she'd be willing to be a guest on the show because I think that her work is amazing and what she does and helping brands really level up in terms of graphic designing is amazing. And so that's what we got on this episode. Like I got my girl, Denisha, she came through. We chopped it up. We had some conversations around branding um, in terms of just what you need to have a good brand, a solid brand, and to grow it and to maintain it. So y'all are in for a treat. (laughs) Definitely grab your pens and your papers and take notes and definitely make sure that you hit her up, (laughs) that you hit her up. And so, and you already know, I'll be back with what? Private Nuggets. What's up, my beautiful Hey Queen Thrive Tribe? Listen, we are back with another episode of season three. I'm super excited to sit down with this queen because we've been friends on Facebook for a minute. It's crazy how you connect with people and then you have conversations here and there. 
but she nevertheless she's a dope woman a dope graphic designer i am a fan of a lot of her templates i think she just found that out in the last couple of months but i got the queen denicia in the building what's going on girl hey everybody how you doing i'm excited to be here listen i'm so excited to have you so tell the people about yourself so i'm denicia macon of macon designs and I'm a graphic designer. I've been doing graphic design since high school, which we're talking 20, 2007, when I was first introduced to it. Um, so I started my business as many years ago, but I've been like doing branding graphics for different types of people, organizations, government entities, you name it. I've probably done it. Um, and I, I really enjoyed basically the creative realm, the I, the concept of just creating, branding something, making it cohesive, like communicating ideas through visuals. Like that's like, this is what I do every day. It's like, I think it, breathe it, live it type thing. So Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Listen, you definitely have a creative eye because honey, some of the templates that I have purchased from you off of Etsy, mm -hmm. I'm like... I couldn't have never put those together. <laughs> That's why I tell, like, people have always been like, oh, Leah, your graphics are so dope. Where you, child, oh. don't sleep on Etsy. Y'all better stop because they have some dope graphic designers right. on there. <laughs> so right. I have this question that I ask all my guests because I love to hear their take on this. And that is, in your opinion, what does it mean to be a queen that thrives? I believe being a queen that drives that thrives is it means you're somebody who's you're willing to motivate and inspire other women like mm. just because you adjust someone else's crown doesn't mean you're going to lose yours um yes. I really don't like people who kind of like I'm better than you and all that and they just push everybody else down or they step over other people I'm not like that I believe everybody can build everybody can grow so I really believe like the the definition of a true queen is somebody who who leads as well as inspire other people and they have a passion about whatever they're doing they have a, a true passion and they care about others I believe that's the definition of a true queen that thrives I love that I love that and I love that you said <laughs> that you can adjust other people's crown and you don't have to lose yours because I think that has been the misconception of women especially with women of color that mm -hmm. if we adjust our crown or we can't like it's always been this misconception we can't work together we can't do this right. we're competitive and so mm -hmm. I love that we're changing that narrative because we're like right. nah if I see my sis coming up she, I'm coming I'm clapping for her I'm cheering for her too so right, right. I love that you said that so season two we kind of started this conversation around purpose and again in season three God has been talking to me about purpose and so I want to mm -hmm. know what has been your journey in discovering purpose it's definitely been a long journey um, because I don't talk about it a lot but I got severely bullied in mm -hmm. high school and middle school that wow. basically totally wiped out any self-confidence I had as a kid. So imagine graduating high school, you don't know who you are, where you're going, you kind of entering college as a whole new realm. College was where I kind of better understood who I was, what I was interested in, where I was going to go. And kind of design, it was like kind of like my avenue. Cause the reason why, that's why I love design so much because you don't have to be in a box to be great. 
with yeah. design, you can create things out of the box and do something amazing that can influence other people or that can spread information quicker than, you know, staying in some pre-conformed, like, you know, rules or something. Like, design is way more open than that. Um, and I think that's why it kind of ties into my identity a lot, art and creativity, um, because it's, it's something that's stifled in school. Yeah. They don't really push creative Black people. Like, it, it was something that wasn't promoted. Even when I was in college, I remember a so-called advisor told me that um, design isn't a real field. What do you really want to do? And I was like, I'll show you, you know, yeah. and that same person is now following me on Facebook growing my business. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, um, going through, like I said, that process, then me graduating college, that's where I kind of really kind of understood where I was because college teaches you, oh, get a job. That's it. (laughs) I learned no, because it's interesting in each of my, most of my jobs that I've had, I've always ran into a wall with other older people. Yeah. They didn't understand my vision and why I just wouldn't conform to what corporate these little boxes they want you to be in why I couldn't fit in those boxes yeah something's about Denisha something's unique about her I don't want her to be that I want her to be this and I just wouldn't be and I I butted into a lot of heads you know that way and that's that just furthered me to grow my business even more it made me more determined I'm like you're going to see me you're going to yeah. come back years later and be like, wow, Denisha, I saw you go from here to here. I was wrong. I'm sorry. And, you know, yeah. that just motivated me. All the, the, the stuff I went through as a kid, all the way to what I dealt with as an adult in the workplace, thinking that, okay, you know, everything I dealt with in high school is over. No, it continues in the workplace and it's ridiculous. But all of that stuff helped me to grow my brand and grow my business because one, it helped me to stay focused and persevere. And it also helped me to be patient because everybody wants a grit, get rich quick scheme. Yeah, yeah. You have to persevere through those months. You may not get clients you want, or you ah, have to come persevere on. with people who want to, you know, be cheap and wants you to work for free. You know, you yeah. You got to persevere past all of that and get your vision out there. You know, clarify your vision, know your values, develop your core values and stick to those values. Like all of that stuff I learned over the years, school didn't teach me none of that. I just learned through my own just experiences and I just wanna kind of motivate other people to, you got an idea, you got a business, a brand, whatever. Don't stop because you run and bump some heads. You know what I'm saying? Don't stop, you gotta keep pushing past that. I love that you said that because I think that those two words, persevere and patience is so important. Like I was literally talking to somebody the other day and I was like, I could think back to five years as an entrepreneur Mm. in my fifth years, probably when I made the most money, but for five years, it was getting clear, trying Mm. different things, seeing what sticks, doing Mm. all these things that I think that so many aspiring entrepreneurs don't realize. And that's why I always ask 
that question around your journey because I think that so social media does a disservice by making people believe that someone just woke up like this and it really wasn't that like for you it was like I went through bullying I had all these issues like I had to figure me out and then figure out what I wanted and that is so important because people do think like somebody just popped up on the scene one day and was like hey I'm here and it's like nah it's a whole process so I I love that so you talk a lot about the creativity side of um graphic design is that why you chose that as the place you knew you fit in like because you Mm -hmm. wanted to be creative right because like some of the other art careers really don't delve into that like design you know you got fine art you got painting you know, yeah. it, it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like graphic design combines two things I love. That's art and computers. I love computers. I'll sit on a computer for 10 hours and not think twice. <laughs> so um, it, it was one of those skills that combine those two things. And I figured this out in like, I think it was like 11th grade. I wow. did research. And so I knew what I wanted to do in 11th grade. I wasn't one of the people that went to college and had three different majors. That wasn't me. <laughs> I stuck with <laughs> what I... Um, wanted to do even after um I like even after college I continue to press forward with that same thing because I've even seen people who had a major and they're in a different type of wow so I, I guess my question is you said you had computers and creativity combined together. So when did the idea of creating your own company come into play? Say, um, I would say 2014 um, was when I started to really think about that because I had just got out of college like a year or so before and I was still working a job, but it wasn't fulfilling. I was bored. I wasn't challenged. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, this can't be me until retirement. We got to figure something else out. (laughs) So that's why I started to look into what what you had to do to start your own business. And then, you know, 2014 was really when I started like building my business page. And people look at me now and they're like, oh, wow. And it's like, no, I've been doing this since 2014. (laughs) You just paying attention now. Right. I've been persevering since 2014. Mm -hmm. And and eventually I went ahead and filed for my LLC and all that other stuff but it you know kind of building my own business the one thing I realized nobody could come into my business and tell me what to do I mean I can listen to advice yeah but you it's not like a job a job you got to listen to whoever your higher up is but in your business you control everything you know Mm -hmm. you can control what client you work with you decide this ain't working I gotta cancel this (laughs) you can let it go but when a job gives you a client it's not the same you got to deal with that or lose your job you know yeah the level of control you have with your own business you'll never have with anything else you do and now I understand why they are entrepreneurs like it's it's about freedom control and then time you know you get more control of your time than you would working for someone else yeah and and if you're really good at it you make more money working for yourself right, right. over time than working for someone else there's so, no income cap yeah as an yes whereas like you work for somebody else like you'd have been invested for 10 years and they like sorry you'll get no more raises <laughs> that's it they cap you exactly they right so 
I love that. I love your journey. So let's talk about branding because, okay. you know, branding is such a buzzword. Everybody wants, you know, everything is personal brand, business brand, I'm brand, this brand, right. and don't nobody know what they talk about. So <laughs> when <laughs> someone has a brand and they really mm-hmm. want to grow their brand, right? Like mm-hmm. they kind of have gotten clear. They've, they've been through that perseverance stage. Like what are some ways that you would suggest that can help them to grow their brand? Well, one thing I would suggest is um, if you have a, get a website, some type of platform that showcases, you know, who you are, what you're about, the services you offer or the products you sell, something, then of course you're going to need contact, you know, ways people can contact you. That's where you can kind of use social media, having a social media profile. So you have a business name, go ahead and lock them down on all social media profiles. Like, I feel like that's one of the first things you should do once you lock down your domain name, get all that because you don't want someone else's brand to infringe like upon yours and kind of start getting together who you are and then figuring out what your core values are. And then once you figure out your core values, your mission, your vision statement, your purpose, then we can start thinking about the logo. Because I have people that come to me for a logo, but they don't even know who they're targeting. They don't have a mission statement. And I'm just like, how am I supposed to make if I don't know who what you who, who you are, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's like, you got to build that foundation before you get to the visuals. And then when you get to the visuals, it'll become more cohesive because they'll start to back each other everything will become cohesive because it'll match your vision your visuals will match your vision you know that type of thing and you know of course after all that you have to be um consistent and clear with your messaging you have to build like kind of a brand strategy in your messaging and that kind of dictates you know your posts how much you're posting are you focusing only on photos um videos are you making um text posts are you hitting the streets and passing out brochures and flyers, like how, you know, all of that, what's your touch touch point? How are you going to reach your audience? All that is in your brand strategy. So it's, it's a lot of steps that go into it, but if you, people take time to build that initial foundation, it's going to grow your brand in the long run. I have seen lots of people on Facebook <laughs> business names that change every few years. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, making designs and making designs since I started it. Because I had a clear vision before I started. I wasn't going to jump from this to that just because one thing didn't work. No, I'm going to try again <laughs> with something else. You know, and I think that's what a lot of people miss. They don't have that. They don't, they don't knock down that, like get on that vision that they have. They should have like a clear vision yeah. for their brand. Start that from the beginning. And then you can kind of grow to that. And then you can get to the, you know, the email list and newsletters and, you know, marketing and ads. Then you get to that. Yeah, part, yeah. You know. I, I totally agree with you. And I think that's something that I wish I knew five years ago. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I tell people I'm probably defining my brand now because I'm so much more clear than I was when mm-hmm. I started out in entrepreneurship. Right. But I think those pieces are so important because I think we do see a lot of people that's like, oh, I need a logo, but they're not clear about the name. They don't know what mm-hmm. it's going to look like. And like you said, they change their name often mm-hmm. so it's like you haven't even found something that sticks yet so right. why are you worrying about the visual pieces to branding and so that's good definitely yeah. good clear y'all it's like clarity is key I don't know why people yes. be trying to like, to get like you need jump that. over that part <laughs> of branding and then they wonder why like they're just not 
meeting their audience. Like I, I tell my mm-hmm. clients all the time, like the clearer you become, the clearer your people see you. So right. when you really hone in on this is what the business is, this is what we do, this is this, this, and get mm-hmm. real clear about that, then your people can see you clearly. But mm-hmm. if your people are confused, it's usually because you're confusing them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, it's gonna show. People think people won't notice, they notice. <laughs> and do. And and not only do people notice, your colleagues notice, your friends, they be over here like, then you just okay, what up? Yep. <laughs> so yeah. all right, so I gotta ask because 2023 is here and mm-hmm. 2022, we just seen a whole lot of branding mistakes mm-hmm. <laughs> that have had people be like what so yeah. if you could come up with your top five things that we must leave behind in 2022 as mm-hmm. it comes to branding what would you say um I would say glitter logos let them go <laughs> um uh I would definitely say Picking a color just because you like it instead of researching what that color means. Like mm. you, should, you should research your brand colors, not just pick random colors. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, copying someone else's branding and just changing the name and thinking nobody would notice. I wouldn't recommend doing that. <laughs> wow. And also, um, I would be mindful of hiring the cheapest designer you can find because there's such thing as um, Google image search. And I've come across some logos I did a reverse search on and I found a different name with a similar image. <laughs> so wow. I'm like, okay, now you can't even trademark this because it's, it's out there for somebody else's stuff. How are you going to trademark copyright your stuff if it's somebody, if it's something they pulled off somewhere? You know what I'm saying? It wasn't mm-hmm. really a unique concept. Um, and then number five, I would say jumping on every trend when it doesn't match your your business, um, mm. like your brand strategy. That's why that brand strategy. Once again, it's important. I've seen some business owners jump on every little trend. You sell, you know, you're a tax professional. Why are you twerking on TikTok? Like <laughs> it's like you don't certain things you don't have to do just to get likes and follows. Stick to like your core values and yeah. you know educate people. You can entertain people, maybe do little jokes and stuff, but be mindful. You know, I, I've seen people kind of cross realms with that stuff and they think it's cute, and I just keep scrolling. I'm just like, they don't, they really don't want you to be honest with them because then you're a quote unquote hater. No, yeah, I'm just look telling you what I've observed in 10 years of observing the phenomena. When people put you in that box, it's hard to break out of. So you don't want to market yourself a certain way. Then people see you only as that. And then when you want to, oh, now I want to be professional. Now they won't see you that way. Yeah. And then now it's affecting your business because your business kind of operates as a brand if it's just you. I know, you know, if you haven't gone to that stage where you're hiring a bunch of people. Yeah. A lot of times it's the brand is representative of you as a person. So you do have to be mindful of how you present yourself online. So yeah <laughs> oh those are so good especially the glitter logos like we get yeah yeah we gotta let those go but it's so funny you said that because I was just looking at a TikTok right before we recorded and mm-hmm. there was this whole like he's a chef now mm-hmm. but apparently like he had this whole Twitter storm where he was like talking bad about black people and oh. all types yeah. of mess and so like TikTok, you know, people. I tell people Black Twitter exists. We will investigate mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. and everybody. Mm-hmm. Has. Mm-hmm. And so they found these old tweets of his 
and literally was just like, oh no, we unfollowing him. And, that, and I was like, classic example way. of like when social media comes back to bite you in your ass. Wow. Like you have to yes. be mindful Very. of the things that you say and do. Like I literally, that's one of the reasons why I can't stand Facebook memories. Cause sometimes when they come back to those yeah. like 11, 12, 14 years ago, when you was in your whole ratchet phase and you were saying all types of stuff, You'd be like, like, ah, Facebook, get rid of that. Like, why did I say that? I know sometimes I delete it. Yeah, because the truth of the matter is, like, it can come back to bite you in your behind. Mm -hmm. And when you're not in that space anymore and you are trying to be taken serious as a CEO, as a boss, yeah, Mm -hmm. it could come back to to bite you. So, oh, those are so good. I like that. Okay, so I got (laughs) to ask this question because. I hear it all the time too. People mm-hmm. always talking about their rebranding. Mm-hmm. Is rebranding ever okay to do? And if it is, when should mm-hmm. someone be doing it? I think it is okay. Let's say you you know you want to take your business in a different direction visually, or maybe a couple of your values have changed, or you know sometimes people have maybe they want to change to a different target audience segment. And they know that the, what they currently have just not is not appealing to that audience. Like, for instance, maybe they were a folksy hippie brand, I guess, and now they want to be luxury. Obviously, those are two total ends, different ends of the spectrum. You're going to have to have a whole different look. So I think in some instances, it does make sense when you're targeting changes. Um, and sometimes people want to refresh. But I would say you shouldn't just be piecing together a rebrand you shouldn't just slap up a logo and think oh I rebranded no you didn't you your all your signs your brochures your marketing material your business cards all of that stuff has to be completely changed and revamped and ready to go when you say you're rebranding you shouldn't yeah. be piecing together stuff you know that means you're kind of getting it here getting it there instead of just getting an agency to do it all at once that's what that really means so yeah. you, you want to make sure you when you get ready to rebrand, you got everything together. You got everything ready to go. You, you can introduce your brand to say, hey, we've rebranded at this name, presenting our new logo. And then from then on, that's all of your materials are showing because yeah. now you're showcasing consistency. And now you're not confusing people because now they say they'll see formerly known as and they'll connect the two. But when you piece it, people won't get it because now you got your old logo here because you didn't feel like updating it <laughs> and now they're like okay which is it you know so yeah. yeah it definitely depends on the circumstance but I think it's something people need to think about like as a whole yeah because I think people don't realize that branding and even rebranding is a process like mm-hmm. and and yes it's going to require you to invest and mm-hmm. for a lot of people it's thousands of dollars that you're going to have to invest right but you got to think it, it's all the visual assets that you get mm. when you're branding. It's right. not just the logo. It mm. is the brochures, the website, the, all of it. You know, it mm. is figuring out what are your colors, you know, because people mm. don't realize there's a psychology behind colors. Like I teach in right. the whole visibility space and podcasting. And even for podcasters, like I tell my students, like, mm-hmm. don't just pick a color because you like it, like mm-hmm. research it, understand mm-hmm. the psychology of a color, understand the emotion that that color is provoking. And then ask mm-hmm. yourself, is that the emotion that you want to provoke? You know, right. like people don't understand that piece. And so having a branding 
graphic designer or a branding agency or strategist is key to your business, especially if you really want to grow it and sustain right. it. I right, like right. A good example of that too, if you go into a, a drugstore, you can kind of at a glance tell which products are marketed towards men and which are marketed towards women. At a glance, mm-hmm. you don't even have to focus on what the brands are. If those companies didn't do research, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good way to kind of conceptualize how important branding is. Yeah. And and I, I totally, you know, now that you say that, I'm like, that's so true. Because you can kind of, it's kind of really that simple. Mm-hmm. And even when you think of like big name brands, like Target just did a whole rebrand and their colors and mm-hmm. logo, you know, I think sometimes people think that rebranding means I just got to do away with it all and sometimes rebranding is just as simple as tweaking some things Mm -hmm. like and making it look or giving it that refresh so that you're still the same target or the same target Mm -hmm. as us color folk like to call it but you just got a little you know you're a little funkier with it a little refreshed with it yeah a little razzle dazzle with it so I love that. I love that. So yeah. this has been such a good conversation about branding yeah. because I think we hear it all the time and I'm like, y'all just be saying words just to be saying it. So I got I got three. It's rapid fire question time. Whichever comes okay. to your mind, run with it. Three questions to ask okay. you, okay? So the first one is, you just hit the lotto for $5 million. What's the first thing you're buying with that money? Um. Okay, we're not talking about bills, right? Dude, whatever comes to your mind. Um. Well, first, I would invest in like my business because I want to start a mentoring slash kind of internship program. Oh, I love. So I would I would need to invest in the space, someplace physical that somebody could come to. And um, I would love to have like college students and kind of showing the realities of branding themselves out of college and transitioning. So that's like Ooh. probably the first thing I would kind of invest in, like make that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I think that's so necessary. And I think that that's a great way to give back. And I think that as entrepreneurs, we should always be thinking about ways that we can give back and, and teaching the next generation that's coming up behind us how to do it right (laughs) so that they don't make the same mistakes that we unfortunately had to make and Mm -hmm. we can save them from those headaches. So I love that. All right. Mm -hmm. Number two, you are stranded on an island and you can only take one thing with you. What are you taking? I feel like I need Jeopardy music when I do rapid fire <laughs> questions. <laughs> I don't have electricity, like. Because <laughs> we're so analytical, like, wait, what? Okay, this is, I love it. Every time I do this, it's so funny. Um, well, I would need like a house. <laughs> okay, we taking a house. Yeah. <laughs> need some place to live. Listen, I'm right, here for these questions. I'm here for it. Like the last person I asked this question, she was like, I'm taking food. I was like, listen, gotta eat. I'm here for it. So we need shelter. Okay. I love it. I love it. All right. Last question. Who inspires you? Hmm, That's a hard question. Um, I have 
different people that inspire me. But one lady really stood out. Um, her name is Tamika Biddett. So I'm gonna shout her out when I this goes live. <laughs> but she literally was the first person to encourage me to go into the field of graphic design when I was in high school because she was a mentor with the trio programs and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And even when I was in college, she was like always like there. I would reach out when I'd be freaking out about stuff. <laughs> and she'd be like, you know, you got this, keep pushing forward. And so we got to develop a really good friendship over the years. But like she was one of those people that like literally have like been there since I was like teenager, you know, and it's very few people I can say that really was there when I needed it. Yeah. It's very few. And she was like one of those people. Like, so she like totally inspires me just with everything, just getting through life and figuring, you know, your purpose out and everything. Like she was just always there and she just, she's that person. Like she I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Shout out to you, Queen. Like yeah. everybody needs that one person that just sees them. And it's even more important when they see you at such an early age because mm-hmm. it carries so much more weight than when you're an adult and people see you. So I mm-hmm. love that. Well, listen, Denisha, this has been so good. Tell yes, my people <laughs> how they can connect with you. So you can connect with me on social media. I'm on Facebook, uh, Making Designs, TikTok, Making Designs, and Instagram, Making Underscore Designs. Um, so you can definitely follow me there. And my websites are all linked on my profile. So I definitely would love for everybody to reach out to me. And if they want to book a discovery call to have a coffee chat, I'm down for that too. I listen, y'all definitely connect with this queen because I promise you, I am a fan of her templates and I just knew yeah. I was like, I have to get her on this Thank season so of my show because I'm always buying her templates. It's crazy. And you <laughs> want to know what's funny um, about those templates, what inspired me? I got mad um, <laughs> at a previous job. I was discouraged with my art style because it was too much it wasn't corporate or professional enough and one day I got mad and I said I'm going to make a template with my style and see if it tells (laughs) fun fact listen look I'm so so here for it don't listen to people that try to discourage you literally don't (laughs) you know I love that listen y'all heard it from the queen she was like (laughs) I got mad enough and then I made some money see this (laughs) this is why i had to get on hey queen thrive listen thank you so much i so appreciate you i really enjoyed this listen shout out to my girl denicia thank you for coming through the hey queen thrive season three queen listen 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 if you are looking for a dope and i do mean dope graphic designer who is who's serious about helping you level up your brand definitely get with my girl like definitely get with my girl she knows what she's doing she's been in the game a minute and so you definitely want to make sure that you connect with her um because she's just dope like i tell you all the time i bring the dopest people that i know personally this is why i always scream build and nurture those relationships right like that i've been connected to personally and i've seen their work And I always bring them so that y'all find and connect with some really dope people too. So thank you, Queen. I appreciate you, sis, for coming through to Hey Queen Thrive this season. And so y'all, you already know what time it is. It's Thriver Nuggets time. And so listen, this episode of Thriver Nuggets, I wanted to talk about seven signs 
that it's indicators that it is time to rebrand. Because outside of like brand identity and branding and brand, one of the other buzzwords is rebranding. People always talking about, oh, I'm rebranding. But what the hell does that actually mean? Okay. So I got you. We're going to talk about it. Okay. So first, let me just say, when someone is going through a rebrand, what they are doing is they are reshaping how a company product or service is perceived, right? So for example, like for me, I kind of went through a rebrand or whatever. I went from people knowing me and knowing my work under authorship, right? And then I rebranded and now I tell people I'm an author turned profitable podcaster, right? So I kind of rebranded how I wanted people to see me so that people could stop showing up asking me about writing books because that wasn't the place in the space that I was in anymore, right? So that is what we're talking about when we're talking about rebranding. We're basically just reshaping how people show up, how people see you and perceive what it is that you do, okay? So here are seven signs to let you know that it is time to do just that. It is time to rebrand, okay? So the first one is your brand name no longer reflects your vision. And we've seen that. Like we've seen, like if you pay attention to different products and services and companies throughout your lifetime and through just throughout society, we've seen companies that have changed their brand name. Like the mission and the vision of their company has never changed, but they've changed their brand name. So like, for example, FedEx. Before it was FedEx, it was like Federal Express, right? So after a while, it was like, eh, let's just stop calling it Federal Express. Let's call it FedEx, (laughs) right? It didn't change the vision and the mission of the company, right? It just changed the name. So when you find that your name is no longer fitting your vision, then it may be time to rebrand, okay? All right, number two. You are failing to separate yourself from your competitors. I think that's a huge one. Like, I always tell people this. There's nothing new under the sun, right? People are always doing, people basically do similar stuff, right? The key, though, is to separate you from your competitors, right? This is why it's so important to research and know who your competitors are, right? So, like, for example, when I got into the podcasting industry, I wasn't, I wasn't the only podcaster teaching around monetization. What makes me different from those that teach around monetization is I teach you how to monetize monetize based on your expertise. Whereas so many other people teach around monetization the, the traditional way, like how to run ads, how to get sponsorships, brand deals, all that good stuff. I stay away from that and I have my reasons for that, right? So when you find that, People can't separate you and what you do from your competition. That may be a clear sign that it's time to rebrand because you want to be able to like people, you want people to be able to clearly separate the two. It's just like, I think about Coca-Cola and Pepsi while their logos and, and, and colors may be similar, right? You can clearly tell a Coke bottle from a Pepsi bottle. You know what I'm saying? That's what we mean by being able to fully separate yourself from your competitors. All right. Number three, your brand is overly complicated. Listen, 
one thing I know to be true, people do not do not buy products and services so that they could be frustrated because it's complicated. <laughs> people buy products and services because they need something really simplistic and streamlined. So anytime you find yourself where your brand is overly complicated, <laughs> it might be time to just go back to the drum board. It might be time to figure out, okay, how do I stop making this really, really complicated and streamline this bad boy and make it simple? Right? So that's an, that's another indication that it may be time to rebrand. All right. Number four, your business model has changed. I think this is a huge one because, again, sometimes we keep we find ourselves trying to force things to fit that don't no longer fit. So it's just like I was sharing with y'all when I had those 15 days of decluttering and I made the decision to release myself of the burden of feeling like I had to stay in the author space right? Like released my, released the burden of feeling like I had to continue to show up and help people write and publish books. My business model had changed. That was no longer where I was at. So I, it was okay to release that (laughs) and be like, that's just not where I'm at. Now I will say this before I released it, I made sure that I had my referral list because people will still come to me. I still get those questions, but now I can say, oh no, I don't do that no more, but let me refer you to someone who does. You know what I'm saying? So when you find yourself where in a situation where your business model has changed, where you are no longer doing what people have perceived you to do for so long, then it's definitely time to go ahead and rebrand that whole thing and shift. It's definitely time. All right, number five. This one's a good one too. You've outgrown your brand, baby. <laughs> That's what happened to me. I kid you no lie. That is the reason why I rebranded. Because what happened to me was that I outgrown being an author. Like when I literally released my last book, my eighth and final book, um, Born to Be on Brown, that came out September of last year. I promise you. People kept saying, Leah, can you just stop saying that's your last book? That's not your last book. And I was like, oh, no, that's my last book. (laughs) Because I had outgrown the space. Like, I didn't care to write nonfiction books anymore. I didn't care to keep sharing parts of my life in book form anymore. Like, it wasn't fulfilling me. So it was time to step away from it because I had outgrown it. You know what I mean? And, And let me say this. It doesn't mean that... I will never write another book. It just means that if I was to go back into that space in that arena, it wouldn't be the kind of books that that people have been accustomed to because I'm not in that place and space anymore. People have been accustomed to me writing books around my trauma, healing, all that stuff. If I was to write another book, it would be based on what I do now, which is being a business owner. You know what I'm saying? So I outgrew what people were accustomed to. So it was time for me to rebrand. And so if you find yourself outgrowing your own brand, it might be time to rebrand. Okay. All right. Number six, you need to disassociate your brand from the negative perception. This is a good one because we actually see this happening right now with Facebook, (laughs) right? Like remember when Facebook started getting all this backlash and the and the whistleblower and all that stuff that started happening, people started dropping dime on what was happening in Facebook. Then all of a sudden, it went from Facebook to the metaverse. 
right? That's exactly what they did. They rebranded because they needed to disconnect from the negative perception of what people were perceiving or feeling like Facebook was doing. And so if you find that your brand is getting a whole lot of backlash and negative uh, publicity, right? Because there is such thing as negative publicity. I don't know why I feel tongue-tied saying that, y'all. But if you find that's happening, like that might be a clear indication that it might be time to scrap that and rebrand that so that you have more of a positive perception and a fresh new outlook with your brand. And then the last tip that I have for you on signs that it may be time to rebrand is you're struggling to raise your prices. Mm. Listen, I always tell people yesterday's price ain't today's price. Shout out to Fat Joe who coined that, right? Or last year's price ain't ain't this year's price. You know what I mean? When you find yourself struggling, like in the struggle to raise prices, it could be for a variety of things. But I think a lot of times for brands, it's because they've reached the cap in their brand, right? Like, because pricing, and I should probably do an episode on that, but pricing really comes from what's what you see currently in the marketplace, right? So if if your market, if your current market is no longer, you know, people in your current market and the current industry are not raising prices or struggling to raise prices, it could be a clear indication that that's just the industry. You know what I mean? And so then you have to make a decision. Is it time to just step out of that industry or rebrand and go in a different direction? So if you find yourself struggling to raise your prices, it could be an indication that it's just time to to let to, to scrap what you're doing and, re, and rebrand it. So that's all I got for you guys. Seven reasons, seven signs to help you determine when it's time to rebrand. That's all I got. This concludes another episode of Hey Queen Thrive Season 3. Tune in again next week for another Power Pack episode with another Power Pack guest. I love each and every one of you. Take care of yourself, and I'll talk with you soon. Peace. What's up, Thrive Tribe? It's your girl, Leah M. Forney, your visibility activator and podcast cultivator. Listen, if you are tuning in right now, stop what you're doing and take a real listen. Look, I know you have been wanting to start this podcast. I know you've been thinking about it. I know you've been dreaming about it. I even know that God has been talking to you about it. But what has stopped you is that you are feeling frustrated. You are feeling overwhelmed. And it's probably because you really don't know how to get started. But look, your girl got your back. Yep, she got your back because I am looking for three people this quarter to help them get started in the podcasting space. So listen, if you are ready to really start building, launch your podcast, I need you to definitely click the link in the description of this episode, get on my calendar, and let's have a conversation because I have space in my eight-week Profitable Podcaster Accelerator. That's right, eight weeks. In eight weeks, I will teach you everything you need to do to start build and launch. So listen, let's make 2023 the year that you finally become a podcaster. I look forward to working with you. Talk to you soon. Bye.